Welcome back to the Weekend Review. It's just going to be me, myself, and I this week as Beth and Jess Bellette and Rebecca are all off at a, con- at a conference, not a concert, a conference. Uh, and so we'll jump into the Weekend Review, but before we get there, a couple announcements that we want to make, and we'll try to keep them short. The first of all is this coming weekend, we would love for you to share with your group. We have both men's and women's events coming up. We have a... Uh, <clears throat> A fun kind of extravaganza for the ladies that's going to be happening at all different times from Friday night through Sunday. Different activities they can sign up for on the Women's Ministry page. So let's go look for that. And then there is a men's breakfast that is happening Saturday morning. So lots of stuff for our uh, our couples to be doing, uh, but not, don't have to be a couple. Any of our men and women to be doing this weekend. But besides that, the other thing that I really want to highlight is the same thing we've been highlighting for, I feel like, forever now. But it is the party with a purpose. We are just a couple of weeks away right now from our big party and that's going to be happening on May 18th and 19th. And so first I want to invite you out, come out this weekend, like we've been talking about last week, uh, like we talked about on the weekend and we'll be talking about up until the day <laughs> that it happens. So coming out for that May 18th and 19th, it's going to happen after the Saturday night service and the Sunday service. Uh, the whole purpose behind this party is to be raising funds and awareness for the mission of God that's happening outside the walls of cross point. So not a dollar that is earned, uh, raised, at this party will be spent uh, here within our ministries, but rather be spent on the missionaries that we'll be serving. Last weekend, we highlighted Cheryl Insua and the work that she's been doing with the Agape Children's Home. Also, we'll be highlighting more of our missionary partners coming up into the party. So uh, a few things that we need from you guys. A, we want you to encourage your group to show up. Come as a small group. And one way that you can ensure your whole small group will come is to serve uh, one of the things that we are looking for right now is we're looking for our volunteers to help pull this party off. And so we would love to have your small group sign up. So it'd be a great go event, a go moment for you. And I know a few of our groups are looking for something for them to do. Come on out, help us cook some food. One of the three food trucks, help us uh, sell tickets, help us bus tables, help us uh, you know, hang out at the booths, the auction items, or in the kid the kid zone that's happening. We'd love for you to volunteer. You can do that. There is a link that was sent out last week. It'll be sent out again this week to sign up and volunteer, but easier for you as a leader, just email me directly. Say, hey, I would love to get my group signed up to volunteer. Or if you just want to sign up to volunteer as an individual, we need all hands on deck for this. And then besides volunteering, just come. Be willing to give above and beyond. Every dollar that is given that weekend is going to be going to our missions fund. And so all the giving that comes in for the weekend service, and if you have the ability to give above and beyond what you normally do on a weekend service, all that money is going to go towards missions. Um, bid on some of this stuff. We have some cool auction items coming up uh, a week at the Lawrence Welk Resorts. Um, we have a bunch of different services here at church. We have a camping, an RV being donated to camp in for a week. Um, cabins in Utah, different things going on. Uh, to come bid out that plus all the baskets that we've been gathering. And lastly, buy some food. We're having a lot of good food trucks come out. We'll be putting these food trucks on. It'll be great, great food there. So make sure you come out for that. Uh, so give, bid, buy, uh, be here for the party with a purpose. With that being said, uh, let's jump into the intersect, trying to make this podcast short this week. We have entered into a new series that we are calling The Elephant in the Room. Each week in the next few several weeks, we're going to be trying to tackle some of these major questions, some arguments against faith. And uh, Steve kicked this off really on Easter, but uh, our first subject 
was kind of pierced this weekend, and that was the problem of God. Does God exist? And is there a God? And so what Steve did is, I hope you had a chance to hear a lot of really good stuff there. And honestly, just a fun sermon to listen to. Um, Good time with that. Uh, Funny moments in there with the lizard video. And just a lot of really good illustrations and stuff that you can um, hopefully give you some confidence that in what you believe. Uh, but if you haven't listened to it, make sure you listen to it online. The podcast is linked inside the email. But Steve just gave three exhibits is what he called them. Three evidences, three different things that we can hold on to that we can know that the evidence is stacked in our favor that there is a God. He mentioned it at first, there is no, <clears throat> there's no proof. I mean, this idea that there will always be skeptics, but there are, the evidence is stacked so heavily in our favor uh, that it's actually, I believe, undeniable that there is a God. And the three evidence that he came and came out for us was the morality of man, the, the cosmos or the universe, and the, and, and the design of nature. And so these three things are, are three key evidences of Guys, multiple, multiple, multiple other evidences. These are rabbit trails that we can go on that proves the existence of God. Uh, but this week, as we jump into it, <clears throat> and every week that we're inside this series, we know, we know that there are going to be questions that um, you might be asked that you don't know the answer to. And I just want to say, that's okay. Don't don't stress about that. That that's That's okay. You don't have to know all the answers. You're not a small group leader because you do. None of us know all the answers. All right. So it's okay to say, yeah, I don't know about that. That's a good question. We should look that up. Or there are some questions that may, we just don't have the answers to, you know, um, we can reason with them that we can give them great evidences, but just like this, there's no definitive verse text or clue that we can give them. So it's okay not to know the answers, but just rather to sit in this, what I hope that we foster inside of our groups is uh, an environment where it's safe to ask hard questions and it's safe to kind of sit in that. And, and to pray and to talk to God about it. But as you dive into uh, the intersect, though, um, I think that this week, um, you know, is, is a week to really grab a hold of that first question. So what stuck out to you? Where are your questions? You know, what caused you to smile? And what did you write down? That's the one question I ask all the time. What did you write down? What are the questions? What are the things you circled? What are the things you highlighted? What are the one piece of tidbit or information that really stuck out to you. I think that's this this week in particular is just a great week to that, that question could be all night. You can literally just expand that question out as people kind of bring forth different pieces of the story because certain people morality is going to be like the thing they lock onto. Okay, yes, that's the evidence that I need. Other people is going to be the design, you know, the DNA statistics that Steve gave towards the end of the sermon. That's going to be it. And then there are going to be other people where this brings and bring in. You know, our apologists out there are going to come in from the, you know, from the fields and say, oh, I have something to say. And this will give them an opportunity to share there. And that really rolls into that second question. When it talks to be you know, persuading somebody um, into uh, the existence of God, have you ever had one of those questions? I think, <clears throat> you know, there is a growing number of people that deny the reality of God. And um, like Steve said this week, and there's no... There's no atheists in foxholes. There's no, um, you know, true people that can hold on to that. But I mean, I think there's a lot of people today that because they're following after their own desires, they're pursuing their own will. And because they themselves ultimately want to be God, they deny the reality of a God outside of them. And so we have a growing uh, number of people that we're going to have to engage in this conversation. And so that second question is, is how have you ever had any of those conversations? Now, quite frankly, (laughs) 
if no one in your group has ever had a conversation like this, I believe there should be a follow-up question of that of, huh, how come? You know, is are we doing something wrong if, if we don't have a single person in our group that has ever gay, engaged in a conversation about faith, conversation about God, then we might need to change some things because we should be living our lives in a way we should be able to carry on a conversation. We should be not carrying on a conversation, initiating a conversation about God as a regular part of our lives. Um, you know, we initiate conversations about, you know, everything else, end game, um, you know, what restaurants are great, the new hot coffee shop in town. I don't know, whatever you're talking about, we initiate conversation all the time. We should hopefully have something to answer number two. So if you ever, if you ever, um, have had a conversation where you've persuaded somebody to believe in, in, in God or even engage that conversation, or have you been on the other side of that conversation where somebody has engaged you maybe before you accepted Christ? How has that worked out? After that, we're just looking at two different passages. They're a little bit lengthier passage, and you could expand both. The first one is, is uh, Paul's conversation that he had on, on Mars Hill in Athens, and he's having this robust conversation about the unknown God. Basically, Paul found a statue amongst the rest of the statues of worship, naming the different gods, and there's one that was the unknown. And he used that as an analogy, as a stepping off point to have a greater conversation about God and about who they really should be worshiping. I think it's a fantastic passage and also should foster great follow-up questions. What are some of the analogies that we could use in our day to help illustrate the existence of God. As Paul used the statue of the unknown God, what are the things that we can use in our own life that maybe people will jump into? And and, and don't get caught up in this idea that people don't worship things. Paul's addressing the fact that we worship the created things. We still worship the created things. They're in most of our pockets or in our purses, connected to a cord somewhere, getting charged up right now. Um, They are the things we drive. We, We worship things all the time. We exchange the truth of who God is for something that we have created. So those will be great conversations there. And then in Romans, I think just kind of pulling that out, I think that if you read that passage, 18 through 23, I think read 24. Um, see, I mean, 24 is a hard verse, but also the promises that we receive in verses 16 and 17 are really good. That that, that if you live by faith, if you live by trust, that you have given the, been given the kingdom of heaven even given the reality of God. And then lastly, um, and this is something that's going to be a common theme, I think, through this entire series, the application questions. Um, We are really trying to press in and hopefully um, answer some questions that we have inside of our own congregation with this series, but also we're trying to arm you guys to be able to answer these questions on yourselves. So the application sometimes is going to be, you know, hard hard to be able to get to. And this, this question here is going to be kind of, flushed out in different ways over the next few weeks. So how has this conversation about God and the existence of God grown in your confidence? And what do you think that you could do? How do you think that this will impact your faith journey? How do you think this will help you impact other people's faith journey? And who do you think that you could tell? Who do you think that you can encourage with this new information? And are there other skeptics in your life that you should be sharing this with? Um, I'm excited to have this conversation with my with my group uh, and I'm excited just even to, to take some time, I think, in our prayer groups the next few, several weeks is praying over those people that maybe God is really kind of laying on our heart, not to necessarily just invite to church. We want them in church, yes, and amen, but also maybe that we need to have these more deep, 
in more intimate conversations about the the existence of God, the exclusivity of Christ, and, and all the things we're going to be discussing inside of this sermon series. So I hope this helped you. I hope that you guys have a great week. We're so thankful for so many of you. Thank you for those of you who came out and enjoyed the VIP room. For those of you who missed it, uh, we will. We just want you guys to know uh, above everything else how much we appreciate you, how much we're grateful for what you're doing for your group and for our church as a whole. So thank you guys. Uh, we only have a few weeks left. Party with a Purpose coming up. Uh, we're walking into May and we're going to be walking into our summer break very, very close, very, very quickly. So take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon.